This episode of the Cascadian Beer Podcast has been made possible by the BC Ale Trail. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at the bcaletrail.ca. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. In this podcast series, I profile the breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence in the international beer scene. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest on the North American continent. It's made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. If this is your first time here, welcome. I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. And if you like it, please hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app. That way you'll never miss an episode. Earlier this year, I was very fortunate to travel to a region of the province I've always wanted to visit. I hit the road and headed north to Velma, British Columbia. In this small town in the interior, they have an award-winning brewery and a pretty awesome beer festival as well. I sat down with the general manager of Three Ranges Brewing. I am Michael Lewis, general manager of Three Ranges Brewing Company. And Three Ranges, I believe, yeah, I think this is the farthest north brewery now I've done. Oh, really? I mean, well, like, no, you were in uh, Rupert. Oh, yeah, well, okay. There's yeah. sort of... I really need to work on my geography. Probably better. like a couple of, like, minutes. Yes. More north than we are. Okay. Rupert still holds the title. There we go. It, yeah. According. Well, no. Well, yeah, Rupert still holds a title. Yeah. But if you talk to... You won't have visited it, but Fort St. John's going to be here this weekend with yeah. Mighty P, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, I need... Well, yeah, I need to go up there. That's to talk to them too, just so. a couple hours more, right? There we go. So the second furthest north brewery to date <laughs> on this taping uh here in beautiful Valmont. um so i had a lot of people asking me when i was coming up where is that so I, I think it's best that a local could try and describe it here where where are we we're in the middle of everywhere yeah close to nowhere right that That's... is a beautiful way to describe <laughs> where we are we're three hours north of kamloops yep that three was a hours, beautiful drive up. I it, literally just did that. So. Yeah, three hours east of Prince George and five hours-ish, just a little under five hours west of Edmonton. Right. So you have Jasper, Jasper yeah. is an hour is an hour and a half from here. Right. Beautiful, awesome place, but we're still just super remote in the middle of the mountains. Yep. And just straight drive up. It was just so beautiful. Yeah. So um, so three ranges. I guess the obvious question is, why'd you get the name? <laughs> <laughs> Valemount sits very precisely at the junction of three mountain ranges. Mm -hmm. So uh, to our east, you have the Rockies, which continue running a little more kind of north-northwest. Yep. To our west, you have the Caribous, or the Premiers, as, as folks call them. Mm -hmm. And right to the south is the very tip end of the Monashies, the northern mm -hmm. tip end of the Monashies. Right. So we have three mountain ranges that converge right on town here. They just all decided to stop here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, they did. So then we got to talk about beer now. So how did beer find you? Oh, I, uh, I'm a retired U.S. military guy. And I met a Canadian girl as I was retiring and moved to Canada. And I came up here to meet her folks the first time. And I looked around and I went, man, what a beautiful place. If you come here, though, there's no job. So semi-retirement, what's the job you bring? And about halfway on our drive home, she said, 
you drink enough beer, why don't you make it? And I went, Brilliant. okay, game on. So we built what was kind of a poorly structured 10-year plan to start a brewery because it was semi not very serious. And then... Uh, the, the Life Passion Project, right? Yeah, the, essentially, yeah. you know, like that, because she worked for Federal Parks. Mm-hmm. And then in the budget cuts of 2012, her job was eliminated. Right. So we all of a sudden ended up with a 10-year plan to execute in two years. Right. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. So how long have you been open then? Uh, December 2013. December 2013. So... Five yeah, and a half years. Five and a half years now. And yeah. uh, I mean... This is this is a beautiful building. It's like just on it's Fifth Avenue. Is it, that's the main. That's the main drag. There the is actually drag. Main Street, but yeah. it's not. But really nobody main. uses it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you, people do, but the Fifth Avenue is now the main drag because they repositioned the highway. Right. Okay. Some forty years ago or thirty years ago. Okay. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, what's the size of your tasting room out the front? Uh, we have currently we have seventy two seats, and we're adding twenty eight more as soon as our patio expansion gets approved all right cool and what is the size of this brew house the brew house is a three hectoliter brew house mm-hmm. so we do 300 liters at a pop right and we have five 12 hectoliter fermenters and one 650 mm-hmm. or sorry yeah 12 hectoliter fermenters and one six and a half heck so kind of homebrew advanced right it's like well it started yeah. out very homebrew so if yeah. you see that little plastic yeah. that's our grist hopper but that was the size of our first fermenters right so we were single batching and then i had one double batch tank and in four months we pulled two of the little singles out and added two double batch and two months after that we added two more double batch right and then now it's grown to our first full year in business, we did 320 hectoliters. I think last year we did 1,050. Right. So you're pumping out beer now. Yeah. 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 And it's it's just been a situation of uh, like a lot of challenges that just came at us from different angles that you don't really expect. But I feel like we've hopefully gotten our worst challenges out of the way in the first mm-hmm. couple of years of business. Mm-hmm. But it puts us in a position like we brew three three batches a day to fill a single fermenter. Mm-hmm. And we do that three to four days a week in the summer. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so talking about challenges, I mean, I'm, I'm sure one of the challenges would be um, this community because there was no other brewery here, right? And, oh, and yeah. Like, um, and being craft i mean just kind of by nature there's more flavor in the beer so like what what were you thinking in terms of the styles of beers when you first opened but where where was that middle ground almost of trying to serve the local community but then also be crafty yeah and at the time we had actually uh i had i had driven up in our business research a little bit i had driven up to smithers and visited plan b brewing Mm -hmm. and mark shut down the January before we opened. Okay. And so trying to kind of look at a little bit of what he had done and figuring out the North. And then I, I did a lot of intense market research. I got essentially a 10th of the population of Valmount between an online and standing in front of the liquor store. Mm-hmm. And I understood that I needed a light beer because yep. it was a Budweiser town. Yep. So we came out with a Pilsner right off the bat. Yep. I need a, Nice complement of other flavorful beers. So we started out with the the pale and the brown ale as well. Kind of standard fare, especially five years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I I I'm an IPA drinker. 
My wife's an IPA drinker. We you just won moved... first place for your IPA. <laughs> Thanks. So at the BC Beer Awards. So. <laughs> Thank you. And we um, we had just moved up from Victoria, right, up to here. So which is kind of IPA town. So, it is. Yeah. It is a bit of an IPA town. So we, uh, yeah, coming up here, that was kind of my beer of choice at the time. So I made the pilsner knowing that it would help pay for the IPA. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but then like, how long did it take for the IPA to catch on then? It has been a really good seller right from the get-go. Right. But I would say last year before the BC Beer Award, so like towards the middle to end of summer, our IPA became our number one seller. Right. And it's, yeah, people love it. I can't, right now, we've taken the Pilsner off for the summer because I need that extra time in the tank as a consumer. So yeah. we, we've started doing a Kolsch right. um, for the summer. And those two are pretty neck and neck any given day in the tap room. And I we probably brew each one of those beers every week, if not every other week. Yeah. Especially on the size that you're at, right? So it, well, exactly. So so expansion plans are in the works, no doubt, right? I'm working so, on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. We yeah. gotta. We have to make a small addition because I have to get an electrical upgrade and a few other things, and then it's a matter of shoehorning a big brew house. <laughs> right. Cool. I'm in conversation with Michael from Three Ranges. I just want to thank the BCL Trail real quick for making this episode possible, and you can check them out at the bcltrail.ca. There's recommended itineraries for local things you can do in different regions of the province. There's a blog with lots of great stories and a calendar of all the beer events that are going on around BC. So whether you're planning your next trip to visit us here in British Columbia, or you're just wanting to be a tourist in your own backyard, let the BC Ale Trail guide you to your next beer adventure. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at thebcaletrail.ca. Now let's jump back into the conversation with Three Ranges Brewing. So, um, breweries like this, like you are the brewery here for quite a while, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of driving distance and with that becomes, uh, quite the communal hub. So like, what do you guys do in participating with the local community? Well, I'm, I'm huge into our local community. I really, I couldn't survive without our community. And it's kind of, it's kind of funny because I, I'm, I'm very beholden to the people that keep us alive mm -hmm. and that for us in the winters, our outside accounts and, and throughout the year is our front of house sales when it comes to our locals. Mm -hmm. Like we have a mug club. We try to hold about a monthly event that engages with the community, gets people in here and brings a certain attention to our community as well. Mm -hmm. We, uh, we support our bike park. We've got a, really growing bike park that kind of really kicked off two years ago. Mm -hmm. So we have a beer we make just for the bike park. Is, um, is that a private operation or just kind of like a communal, like, well, it's, it's run thing? Uh, no, I mean, it's a, it's run by our Valmount area recreation development association. We have a, their website is, is ride Valmount and they manage both sledding in the winter mm -hmm. and biking in the summer. Awesome. And they do a great job of it. It's really well organized and really well managed, and you couldn't ask for anything better. Like with the the amount of bike traffic that we've gotten through here in the brewery, because it's just a natural tie together, mm -hmm. it's amazing. And then uh, the other thing we support, I'm a veteran, so we have we're a huge uh, advocate for for veterans' causes and raising money for veterans' charities and mm -hmm. so forth. Yeah. Fantastic. With the brewery here and everything else and in, in Valmont, I'm I'm up here because there's a, quite a big event going on this weekend. Um, but also, like, I wanted to come up and visit you guys. Like, I've met you a couple times now at some different festivals. But just quietly, a lot of 
the breweries that I've been visiting the last couple of years have been like, oh, you got to go to Vailmont. It's the best festival. It's the best festival. So tell me a little bit about the Vailmont craft beer experience. How did, how did that happen? <laughs> so I had this idea that I thought would be great to have a beer festival. And for me, it was initially it was dedicated to raise money for, for veterans charities. Mm -hmm. That was the whole whole thought behind it. And I kind of offhandedly mentioned it to someone in our tourism office. And I thought, you know, in another year or two, this would be something really great we could put on and we could bring a bunch of breweries in and have people and we could do it at this location. And I got a phone call the next day from the economic development officer. who's like, hey, we want you to come in and tell us about the, the <laughs> festival. <laughs> Give us your pitch. Yeah. It, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so that was, I want to say that was in... uh November. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, we put the first one on the next June. Right. With lots of chaos and lots of craziness and just learning. Same way it's been with business. Like mm -hmm. I, I was a government employee for 20 years and now I run a business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and so what year is this again? Of this the, will be year three for the festival. Year, year three. Awesome. And so, we're really looking forward to it. So. Well, thanks. It's, yeah. um, it's a great event. There are some of the breweries who they would, if they had their druthers, they might not ever do another event, but come to this one. And we keep it very small because as a brewer, I know what it's like going to do all these events and I want to make it it's really a plus. Just even just getting to the event, right? Well, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. You know, but in the same respect too, like we're in the North, we're super tight, mm -hmm. but you know, Wheelhouse drives down here every year for it and mm -hmm. they won't ever miss it. And yeah. I love them for it because I know it's a lot of work to mm -hmm. get it done. Yeah. I mean, that is quite, I, I did, I did that in a straight shot on the way, on the way back last time. And I'm like, holy moly, this is a long drive. So. It, it is. Yeah. It is. No, we, we have a really good event. The town loves it. I don't think they'd ever really seen anything like it mm -hmm. before. And, um, well, you'll see tonight it's out in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Like it's very reminiscent. We bus everybody out to the airport yep. and, uh, they get to hang out on the apron, look at the mountains, watch sunset listen to music and drink great beer. Beautiful. <laughs> really looking forward to it. So if somebody was wanting to open up their own brewery in a community, kind of like this size or something, what would be some advice that you can give them? Uh, I mean, you're shaking your head so much at that question. No, I, you know what? I love this, this job and I love our business. I don't think people ever realize how challenging it is in this industry and especially in the explosion piece where, where, you know, the, the market is being hammered with the all amazing beers and people are, and so this product trying to figure out your products and figure out your niche and things like that are really challenging. So you really got to do your research and you got to be honest too. Mm -hmm. Like there's, I, we just went to the great Okanagan beer festival a couple of weeks ago and it was an awesome event and you get out there and you see beers that I, of course, never see up here. Mm -hmm. So I get around and you're tasting a beer here, a beer there, and you're thinking, man, holy smokes. You got to realize that if you're going to do a small community brewery, you need to be a small community brewery. Yeah, Like in your local market is where your niche is. And the struggle's getting real in so much that there's so many of us. And it's awesome to see. And it's awesome to see this conversion though. I, you know, I think we still hold steady at around 10% of the market share across the board, but mm -hmm. it seems like this mass conversion of people coming into craft beer. Mm -hmm. And I love every one of my brothers and sisters in brewing that help create that mm -hmm. because every one of them turns into a customer for, for me, mm -hmm. 
and I do the same for them. And it's just that, that fact of like, if you're going to do it and you want to succeed, what's your niche? Mm-hmm. Where do you fit in the pie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michael, uh, for your time. Like, this is just lovely. And I've only been here like 20 minutes now. And <laughs> oh, well. I'm really looking forward to the festival tonight. Uh, so happy to finally make it up to your brewery too. And uh, I think I need a beer. Well, thank you very much for coming. And I can do that. <laughs> right, thanks. Big thank you to Michael and the rest of the Three Ranges crew. And also all the volunteers that made the Veilmont Craft Beer Experience happen. And all the breweries that turned up. That was such a great weekend. And uh, a little update, though. For 2020, they're going to skip this year for the festival. And hopefully it'll be back in 2021. But uh, it was such a great time, and I can't thank everyone enough for just an amazing weekend up there in Belmont. Big thanks again to the BCL Trail for making this episode possible, and uh, you can check them out at thebcltrail.ca. I hope you hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you'll never miss an episode. And if you really like the episode, why not share it with a friend? That helps the podcast grow, and I really do appreciate it. If you want to follow us along on social media, you can by going to facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. We're on Twitter at Cascadian Beer and on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. You can also check out the website for previous episodes and a whole lot more by going to Cascadian.beer. Thank you so much again for your time. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, have fun, be safe, and remember, support your local.